What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. Uh, hope you're having a great day. Hope that everything is going well for you. Something that I want to talk about today was um, being patient, being patient with uh, family, loved ones, people that we're in a relationship with, spouses, close friends, so on and so on. And I think what happens for a lot of people is they get sober or they begin the road, their road on uh, in recovery. And they expect other people to just jump on board and trust them off the bat and um, more or less kind of forgive them for, for the past. And it's really not that easy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, you can't expect to walk in the woods for 10 years and then expect to get out in 10 days. And that's just the truth. Like we do a lot of damage um, in our addiction that we're not even fully aware of. And I know for myself, I put my family through a lot of shit, you know, my mom in particular and, uh, and you know, my grandparents and, and stuff like that. And it just obviously gets to a place where you can get, you can get into some pretty dark times and we cause a lot of damage that we just, we don't remember everything. We're not even aware. And even if you are aware, it's not, it's easy to forget when your intentions become good and when you start to actually do, uh, do the work to bettering your life. And it's not that you shouldn't get credit for that. Of course, you know, it's always a good thing when you want to turn your life around and, you know, a light bulb goes off, goes off in your head and you actually try to better yourself. But you can't expect other people to just jump on board and, and give you a round of applause for doing something that, quite frankly, you know, we should have been doing a long time ago, you know, and this is really, this is why it's so important to get support from people that are like us and have been where we are because sometimes it can be discouraging. It can be, it can be difficult to, um, listen, People have long memories, you know what I'm saying? And when you have years and years of damage, um, not that you need to be living in that and not that you need to be feeling the, the shame and guilt of that stuff over and over again, because that's obviously not going to do anybody any good either. You got to move on. But you also need to realize that you need to live in immense. There comes a time where we need to definitely take responsibility for our past actions and we need to right our wrongs. But at the same time, you need to live it. You know, words only do so much. You got to you got to live it each and every day. And it does no good um, saying that you're going to get sober or starting on this path and then making amends with people and apologizing. And then you and then you fuck up a few weeks later, you know, or a month later. And this becomes a cycle. So it's a it's a balance. You know, it's a tricky thing. And. The way that we show that we mean business is just to live it, you know, and, and make an amends later. But, um, you know, it's funny. I, I got sober in AA, right? Um, and, and so a part of AA is, is obviously going through the 12 steps. I mean, that's the, that's the meat and potatoes of the program. Um, and it's, and it's a spiritual, you, you come to a spiritual awakening after the, the 
the completion of 12 steps, you know, and you can even have spiritual, a spiritual awakening way before that. But the idea is these 12 steps will transform and change your life. And they most certainly did for me. And one of them, one of the steps is making an amends. You know, it's, it's writing our, it's writing our wrongs and it's taking responsibility for our part in things. And, uh, you know, this is step nine and, but you know, step eight is making a list of people that we've harmed and stuff like that. And step nine is actually putting this into practice and, and really being about what we stand for. And that's making a, a psychic change, making a, a spiritual change, a psychic change an emotional change. And that comes in the form of really taking responsibility. Now this, this can scare the shit out of people. Rightfully so, because we've done a lot of stuff in, in our past. I know I did. And I certainly was nervous approaching this step. But before I get too ahead of myself, you know, there's a reason why this is step nine. And this is not something where if you're just, you know, you're hearing this for the first time and you're thinking about getting sober, this is not something that you, you're going to be dealing with tomorrow or today for that matter. So um, this is way down the line. But, you know, when I when I went through this step, the point I'm trying to make here is when I went through this step, I learned a lot, not just about becoming free, because this is what the step is about. It's it's by making an amends and, and showing people that you really mean business and, and becoming a different individual. You, you know, besides that and having that freedom, that mental, that peace of mind and not having these secrets that we hold on to and actually addressing the issues, you actually you learn a lot too. I know I did. And the people that I made amends with, I was, um, listen, I mean, I was made aware of some shit that I, <laughs> I had no idea of because I, you know, I was a blackout user. Xanax was one of my heavy drugs of choices. You know what I'm saying? That was one of my main things. And I would black out literally every time. Like there was no in between for me. I was always blacking out. So with that came a lot of damage, came a lot of uh, a lot of things that obviously I was not proud of and would not do um, if I was sober. And Xanax in its in its nature makes you not care and, uh, you know, turns you into somebody that you're not. And um, so when you're blacked out on top of it, you really don't have a filter. You really don't have you just do whatever comes to mind. So I found out some stuff, you know what I mean? And um, the people that care about you just need to, you know, they need to get shit off their chest sometimes too. And this is really important to give them that because we owe them that, you know, and it's really easy to get caught up in your own wants and, want to move forward. Why can't, you know, you have these thoughts, why can't the people in my life just, uh, just support me and, and, you know, try to try to let me move forward. And the truth is, man, they're dealing with their own shit. It's easy for us to say that because we got our own, um, battles to fight as far as addiction goes, but so do the people in our lives, right? Like, who the fuck said that just because we get sober for a day or two or a week or a month that 
people need to automatically forgive us. It doesn't work that way. Life does not work that way. You know, people have their own traumas. And um, again, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad or to make you feel guilty or shame because there is a proper way of healing these relationships and doing it the right way. But at the same time, you need to be aware that, listen, just because you want things to get better. Jeez, that car was really loud. Holy crap. That dude's got a beater. Um, just because you want things to, uh, just because, <laughs> just because you want things to, um, get better and move forward. It does not mean that other people are ready to on your time. Everybody's got their own time and that's okay. Because if you have faith in the process and you're really committed to staying sober just for today, don't worry about staying sober forever. Just commit to it today. And you do that each and every day things will fall into place. The results will speak for themselves. And it is very hard to remain to remain patient in recovery because we are instant gratif uh, gratification type of people where we want things now, we want things immediately and we need it to be better. We need to feel better yesterday. And that's not how it works. You know, there's a long trail of, of shit that we leave behind us when we're in our uh, addiction. And this needs to be addressed properly. And it takes time. There's no other way around it. So you need to accept it. And that's what I'm telling you. You know, um, now I will say there are some people too that can be toxic. And this is so, you know, there's a, there's a little, there's a funny line. You know what I'm saying? You need to give people the respect that they deserve as far as feeling their emotions and, allowing them to be upset and to accepting that and and that's fair but there is also a fine line where people turn toxic and after proving that you mean business and that you are changing there will be some people in our lives that constantly throw it in our face and i'm talking after some time um not just in the first month, I mean, a year later, two years later. And, and, you know, if this is the case, there needs to be some more profession. There needs to be some type of professional help, or you need to remove these people that are in your life because it's also not fair on the flip side for you to continue to pay for something that you did, um, years ago. There are some people that do not know how to let go. They do not know how to forgive. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not trying to uh, say that it is. But if you need, if you and other people in your life, your loved ones are going to move on in a healthy way and actually be able to live the type of life that you want and deserve in recovery, there needs to be at some point a mutual understanding that, listen, we're going to move forward and there needs to be some forgiveness. Not that you're going to forget. There needs to be forgiveness and a clean slate in order to have a healthy relationship with one another. Because if there is a grudge to hold and resentment, forget about it. It's done. If you can't get to a place... And when I say I'm really talking about the people in your life, they can't get to a place where 
they don't know how to forgive and they cannot for, you know, forget or forgive what, what has happened, then you really need to um, take a few things into consideration. Either you need professional help, whether that be going to family therapy, uh, counseling, you know, marriage counseling, uh, whatever the case may be, or you need to, uh, or they, or they can even go to like Al-Anon, um, and other group support groups like that for family members, you know, because, uh, it's, it's just not sustainable if things remain, um, in a toxic, in a toxic way. And if it gets to the point where you even do counseling, you go down, you know, people go to Al-Anon and things just aren't getting better and you're putting your best foot forward and, and you're showing that you are changing as an individual, then there really needs to be a serious consideration of moving on, whether it be with a significant other, whether it be distancing uh, yourself from family, um, because it's, it's, uh, it's just not healthy, you know, um, and it's not fair to continue paying the price over and over again. Because listen, we all make mistakes and, and it can get ugly. There's no doubt about it. Um, so it's a tricky thing. And I will say too, you know, there are kids as well. And kids don't forget stuff. You know, if you're a parent um, and you've put your kids through certain, through certain traumas and stuff, that might take a little bit more healing than... Uh, than a different relationship for a bunch of different reasons. You know, kids are being molded a certain way when they're growing up. And so if they're, if they're trained to think a certain way because of what they've seen, then that's going to take that, that might take a lot of time and maybe not. I mean, kids are also want their parents and they want to have healthy relationships. So it really depends on what the circumstances are. But um, I think it is a little bit different when you're dealing with kids um, compared to, a loved one and uh, um, a family member, um, a brother, sister, a best friend, stuff like that, you know, and I, there, there are groups too for kids as well. Um, damn, what's the, what's the organization I'm thinking of? Or maybe not organization. There's like, there's like a meeting um, for kids of alcoholics and addicts or something like that. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, I'll try to look that up, but, um, yeah, like this is one of those tricky things and we need to be willing. This is why I always say it's, it's not just about getting sober. There is so much more. There's so much more of a web tangled with getting high and drinking because it's to be quite honest with you, getting through the physical withdrawals. That's just the beginning. I mean, that's what scares the shit out of most people, but I'm going to be honest that is the least of it. It just is, you know, there's a lot of emotional healing that, that takes place. And it's not just for you. It's everybody involved and that's okay because we end up growing from, um, pain and struggle and obstacles in life. It can actually cement relationships that you have with people too. It can make things a lot, a lot better. It can make your relationship stronger than ever before, because when you've been through messy situations and you end up weathering the storm, it builds a resistance. It builds a certain trust. Um, 
and what I was saying, resistance, I mean, uh, uh, you know, it, it makes, it makes things a lot more, um, it can bring you a lot closer, you know, where, where little things that get in the way of certain people, certain relationships that can cause up a stir, they really, it really doesn't happen when you, when you get through shit like this, you know, and it, cause it really puts things in perspective. So this is just one of those tricky things. And I, and I really needed to, I struggled with this or, you know, a little bit myself because, um, I mean, my mom was great. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I was also very lucky. I had a mom who was extremely supportive with what I was doing, with the direction I was heading in. I mean, shit, she helped me. I definitely wouldn't be sober without her today. No doubt about it. And, and she, um, I mean, she took me to, to, I would say probably my first hundred meetings, you know what I'm saying? She, she really hit a lot of meetings with me as well. And, uh, was, was a huge anchor in, uh, in my sobriety for sure. No doubt about it. And she was extremely forgiving. You know, I, um, <laughs> it's funny. I, I, so I, I actually remember I was making an amends with her and uh, I don't know, I was probably six months clean or something like that. Like I said, I, I stayed sober for a little bit and I proved to myself that I meant business, you know? And so that's when I started approaching people and kind of making amends for my past. And I remember, I remember approaching her and, um, you know, I said, Hey mom, you know, I think, I think you should sit down and, um, just want to, just want to talk for, for a minute or two, you know? And she was like, are you about to do a step nine on me? And I was like, ma, I like, what the fuck? You know, like you're ruining it. <laughs> she knew what I was doing already before I was even doing it, you know? And, and I kind of chuckled and I was like, ma, you, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of killing the, uh, the spontaneity of it. Right. And she, and she started laughing and it went, you know, it just, it went really well. Because listen, she had, she had been there before, um, you know, addiction runs very heavily in my family. And that's another thing too. When you got people who have been through this already, a lot of them know, a lot of know, a lot of people know what it's like. So we have a lot more support than we think, but it's very easy to go to worst case scenario and to get really nervous when you're trying to make amends or when you're trying to, um, right our wrongs. It's like, a lot of times it goes a lot better than we think. And if it doesn't, that's okay. It's okay for people to be pissed. But it's just up to us to clean our side of the street. You know, it's really important to take responsibility, to take accountability in our lives. Because I wasn't willing to do that when I was getting high. And when I was partying, it was all about me. I really didn't give a shit who I impacted. Um, I mean, I did, I did, like I cared because I had, I, I grew up with morals and I, and I wanted to care. But when I was getting high and drinking, nothing, nothing was going to get in the way of that. And that's just the truth. And this is what happens with people. So along with that comes so much destruction and, and uh, pain in other people in our lives. And that's why we need to live it. It's very easy to apologize. It's very easy to say sorry. You know, and then not follow it up with actions. And then the next time you say sorry, and eventually people just say, dude, I don't even want to fucking hear it anymore. So when we really mean business and get clean, we need to understand that people remember this stuff. 
They've heard sorry a hundred times. They've seen us get clean for a week or two or a month and, and mess it up. And then, you know what? That's a part of our journey. That's stuff that we got to handle. And that's okay. It's not to feel shame and guilt about, like I mentioned before, but there's nothing you can do about the past, but you need to start now. You need to start moving forward right now. And it's kind of like a building block, right? Think, think of a, think of a big structure, right? Whether you're building a house or, or, uh, you know, skyscraper, whatever the case may be, it gets built piece by piece. This takes time. You're not going to put up a house in a day or two. It's going to take some, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of labor. It's going to take a lot of work, but all you can do is get after it each and every day. And over the course of time, you might have had a shitty house, you might have had a shitty foundation, but when you remodel it and you start to work on it each and every day, you you have a nice strong foundation. And that is like the resemblance of the relationships that we can rebuild with people. Here's the problem. And this is why action matters. It takes one storm, it takes one fuck up to destroy the entire house. And all that time you've put in and all the all the hard work and the trust that was built in, in mending that relationship, it gets obliterated overnight. It happens that quick. And I've seen it so many times. So this is why I tell people you have to remain patient. You know, trust is built over years and destroyed in minutes. It's just the truth. It's just how life works. It's not even just about relationships. It's just, it's just <laughs> things that are worth having take time to build. There's no way around it. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care if you're talking about mending relationships and building, building relationships with people. I don't care if you're talking about building the house. It doesn't matter if you're talking about building your own business. It takes time. There needs to be enough sweat equity. You got to have skin in the game you got to you got to put time into things in order in order to see them blossom into what they could possibly be if it comes instant it's it's not worth having you know whether you're going to the gym and you're working out let's say you're uh, you know 50 pounds overweight or whatever the case may be you ain't losing that 50 pounds tomorrow it's not happening it ain't happening brother you're going to have to bust your ass you're going to have to put in that work but guess what? By doing that, you're going to respect it. You're going to feel proud about what you did. And the same is to be said about everything else in recovery. You know, this is what recovery is about. It's about writing, you know, writing our wrongs and, and becoming and transforming into a new person over the course of time. That's simply what it is. So you can have the type of life that you want because drugs and alcohol, I don't know about you, but it took absolutely everything from me. It started out as fun when I was younger and it was a good time and I enjoyed getting obliterated and, you know, like partying and stuff. But it got to a place where that was not the case anymore. It took everything from me. Everything. I mean, literally, by the time I was 18, I was shot. I was done. You know, and so we got to put the work in. We got to understand where, where our loved ones are coming from. And that's fair. You got to give them the space. 
And like I said, you know, if they if they are in a place where they can't let go and they keep judging and they keep holding stuff against you, then maybe they need professional help because they are just as addicted to us as we were to the drugs. The amount of codependency um, that people have on us because we we are all about getting messed up, right? We become the center of our world is the drugs and the alcohol. And guess what? The center of our loved one's world becomes us. And we are sick when we're like that. When you're in active addiction, you are sick. You are fucked up. <laughs> it's just the truth. <laughs> I know I was. So what's going to happen when the people that are in our lives, all they're focused on is us. And we are the sick ones. They're going to become sick and infected too. And a lot of this needs to be done in a professional way. Just like how there's treatment for us, there also needs to be work done for our loved ones. Because a lot of stuff gets built up over time, you know. So I just want to put that in perspective for you and, and to kind of help you understand that that there's a lot more to this than just our feelings and our emotions. It's, it's a lot bigger than us. So we got to remain patient and we have to accept that this is just the way it is. And that's okay. Cause over time, if you ain't in a rush, there's no reason to be a rush, right? Like recovery is a, is a, uh, not a destination. It's a journey. And this is a part of that journey. It's very, very rewarding when we start off in point a, and then by the time we're at point uh, uh, C and D we're like, wow, I'm a lot further than that. You know, this is, this is nice. It, it's taken me time to get here, but I put in the work and I'm seeing the benefits, you know? So, um, so listen guys, you know, if, if anybody needs help, if anyone need, if you know a loved one or you yourself, um, need to go into treatment or need, uh, need some resources for meetings or anything like that, um, you know, give my, give my phone a, a call, give my phone a call or text number is 203-917-8862. All right. So, uh, listen, I hope everybody has a great day and, um, and thank you for joining this episode and I will see you on the next one.